With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hello and welcome to Bad Manners. This is the podcast that takes you inside Britain's stately homes and tells all the tales the guidebooks don't. My name is Tom Horton and I'll be your host. As a comedian, I'm not really bothered about the facts and figures, I just want the juicy stuff. So I'm on a mission to find out the frightening, filthy and downright jaw-dropping stories of these stately homes and the people in them. Hello everyone, it's Tom here. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I'm thrilled you've all been enjoying it so far. And please do keep your feedback and messages coming. I'm currently up at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival doing a work in progress show of my new tour. I'll be performing every day for the entire month at 7pm in the Counting House Ballroom. So if you are in the neighbourhood, do come along. On the theme of gallivanting in Scotland, on this episode of Bad Manners, we're venturing up to one of the finest castles in the whole of Scotland. Which, funny enough, started us talking about gallivanting abroad. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, I'm tired. I've just come back from a stag do. You were talking about your your Sonarchi, who's currently gallivanting across the, the world. Well, he's about to gallivant, yes with strict instructions for all of us to behave, because I don't think Balinese presents are very nice, are they? No. He's a bit of a rogue. Well, he's just a bit naughty. So is this a streak that goes through the family, then? <laughs> and it, Probably. It sounds like... It, I come from a long line of sensible Quakers, so it's, it's, not, it's not my Quaker. fault. Sensible Quaker? Yes. Very nice. Yes. So it's the Campbell side that is the... Yes. The retrobate side. Well, there's some good ones, isn't it? I mean, that's history, isn't it? You get some goodies and some it's, bad. It's, I think it's fun. Oh, she's not, I hope, not bad, just naughty. This sensible Quaker you're listening to is Eleanor Campbell, Duchess of Argyll, and she's telling us all about her stunning home in Vareri Castle. Nestled on the banks of Loch Fine, the actual loch, not the seafood restaurant train, you might recognise it as the fictional Donegal Castle from the Downton Abbey 2012 Christmas special. But there's more to this place than Maggie Smith drinking cups of tea on expensive sofas. The castle also played host to one of the most sordid British scandals in the 20th century. More on that later. Firstly, I have to ask Eleanor, what the hell's going on with the colour of her castle? What in the Wizard of Oz is going on with your house? Okay, as in the design of it. The design, yeah. Okay, the design of it. Um, It's green. It's made of a local stone. Um, it's called a blue-green chloritic schist, which is not a word I'd ever thought I'd have to say before. No, and you're going to have to say it again. Chloritic? Uh, blue-green sh- chloritic schist. <laughs> so it's a local stone. It's bluey green, but when it rains, which it does quite often, it goes black. So 
Does there's it? often Does it like patches it? on the castle that are black, yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. But being a local stone, it works because, you know, it can cope with its own weather, if you know what I mean. So Sure, it's born and raised. It's not like sandstone, like some has, like High Clear is built of sandstone. So every time it rains, a layer comes off. Luckily, ours is designed for Argyle weather. Good. It looks like a fairy tale castle as well. It's got those two little witches' hats either side. Yeah, so it's a Georgian design. It was designed by Vanborough. So Vanborough did um, Blenheim Palace and he did uh, Castle Howard and all those. Uh, and then the Duke got made a Duke in 1701 and thought, I don't want to live in a nasty old falling down castle. I'm now really important. So he, yeah. he went to Vanborough and said, can you design me a palace? And Vanborough went, and yes, Vanbrugh, yes, of course. Did it on the back of an envelope. I think this is me really? making up that. But he literally did a sketch, which we have. Um, and then Vanborough died. So, so you've the got design... Actually, you, you have actually got an envelope that's... Yes, fra- but yes. It's framed? In, yes. No, it's in the archives, luckily, oh, where right, it's okay. looked after in the right conditions. Good, yeah, absolutely. Which is a good thing, exactly. Because if it was in the house, it could get damp. So the archives is perfectly looked after. Is it green on the inside as well? Or is it... <laughs> No, it's painted. And it's painted. And so, yes. Okay, yes. good. It's a palace, remember. We're not in a castle anymore. We're in a palace now. Because in 1701, we'd stopped killing people. So we then built a palace because a palace is not fortified, whereas a castle is fortified. When did you stop killing people in the castle? Well, not in the castle. The, we just the, generally the, the, the kill people about. across Scotland. Um, <laughs> no killing. <laughs> no, in the castle. I hope not that make a mess, isn't it? But in the olden days, obviously, you know. <laughs> Might ruin the envelope. Scotland was busy <laughs> killing each other. And then uh, the house actually took 50 years to build and it hasn't really changed since then. Developed in keeping with the original sketch from 1720, the dramatic armoury hall soars to 21 metres in height, the highest ceiling in Scotland, which is quite the brag. The central ceiling displays the impressive family crest and, on the ceilings either side, are the crests of the various cadet branches of the Campbells. There's also a dead animal on the wall. So you'll walk into the house uh, and it's got a massive boar's head, stuffed boar, above right. the door. First thing you see, um, that is our Campbell emblem. And is that for, that's, a, that's a real boar that was killed? Goodness knows when, but that's the first thing ago. you see. Just to remind you, you're in a Campbell house. Yeah, you nice. know, sorry if you're not a Protestant Campbell. Tusks. It's got tusks, oh, it's yeah. got hair, it's got, got eyebrows, it's got everything. <laughs> hair and eyebrows, good. <laughs> Snout. <laughs> It's definitely so a boar. It's a boar. Uh, it's a boar. It's a boar. And then we've got a huge picture of Butcher Cumberland. So Butcher Cumberland was uh, basically leading the army with us against Bonnie Prince Charlie. His nickname was Butcher, Butcher Cumberland. Cumberland. Yeah, so he yeah. was the king's brother. Um, and yes, he basically was called Butcher Cumberland because he butchered so many people. So yeah. us and, and Butcher Cumberland uh, basically did not want Bonnie Prince Charlie coming along because he was Catholic, we're Protestant. You know, that week we were the right religion. Not always the same, but, you know, that week it was good to be Protestant. Did um, he have a specific way of butchering people? Uh, so in those days you had brown best muskets and then you had the, what's the pointy bit on the end called? can't remember off the top of my head. But the, Spike. The spiky bit. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I talk about these all, I do tours daily. And what's it called? Bayonet. bayonet. That's Thank the one. You, Thank bayonet. you. So you've got your brown best musket and then you've got your bayonet and so you'd shoot people. But in those days it was pretty erratic whether you actually got them. But if you skewered them with a bayonet... Tick. Yeah. So the bayonets have all got notches on. Um, so right. it's a bit like a your bedpost. Don't know. Don't want to ask. Um, but it's a bit. <laughs> it's worn it, out now. It's well, got, it's got no- too many. <laughs> it's just a bunch of shaving dust on the floor. <laughs> that's, that's woodworm. Me. That's woodworm. It's wor- um, uh, <laughs> that's, anyway, that's what it's- the doctor said. <laughs> Sorry, that's far too much. Anyway, it's got notches on. It's got so every time you kill someone, you then put a little notch on right, your right. on your bayonet. Um, in the so we've got. 
hundreds and hundreds of, of brown best muskets, all done in patterns all over the walls. And the bayonets are done in more patterns. It was quite a Georgian thing to do. I mean, these days, you're not going to hang what you've murdered your no. friends and relations with on the wall, are you? The only thing I murder <laughs> is mice. So I would have a display of mouse traps, probably. And only the mice that are eating the precious things in the house. Sure. I don't mind other people's pet mice. I love all these disclaimers you keep giving yourself. <laughs> I'm murdering all these animals, but only because they're the bad ones. Or they're, they're... I don't murder animals, generally. Well, mice. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we've got these amazing, so 21 metre high ceiling, crest on the ceiling, and then you've got all these amazing bits of armoury all over the walls. And then we've got big halberds on the walls as well. So like halberd long a... um, stick with a knife on the end, halberd, you know. For spear. Spear, correct answer. <laughs> you do tours. <laughs> I do I don't believe you. I think you're lying. <laughs> and they've all got a tassel on the top, which is nice. Um, so when you've yeah. skewered someone... Mm-hmm. Uh, then the blood would run down and your hands would get slippy. So then they've put tassels on the top, oh, which is so. really gross, um, to soak up the blood so you could then skewer, you know, the next person. Ah. Delightful, and your hands are going to stay nice and dry. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, God, God forbid you get a blood stain on exactly. you while you're in the midst of skewering. And I learned the other day, you don't kill people straight ahead. Very clunky to do that. So you actually go sideways like a scythe. I'm doing the actions here. But you actually, it's much easier to kill someone this way, apparently, than this way. Is it? Yeah. So you okay. want to go sideways, like at a, a three o'clock. No, not even three o'clock, like two o'clock. Two, two, two. One thirty. One thirty. You're going to go that 145. way. One forty-five. Let's do one forty-five. Visitors to Inverary Castle are often amazed by the brilliance of the extravagant decoration in the state dining room. It's got an absolutely mahoosive table. And then we've got very beautiful hand-painted, um, the state dining room and the tapestry room, exquisite hand-painted like floral garlands and uh, Adam ceilings and Adam's. It's really feminine and very pretty and very sort of like pale pinks and pale greens. So there's a contrast, Complete really. contrast, yes. Yeah. Wow, that's lovely. Yeah, so the state dining room is exquisite and that's a massive dining room table and we've got big gold ships, they're called nefs, and they're like the... Georgian equivalent of Lazy Susans. So the big ships actually have got wheels on and you'd pass them up and down the table because they all did different really? things. So one's like a uh, pouring wine and one's got like sweet meats in it and one's got whatever. So you'd pass it, oh, can I have the wine? And you'd push the amazing gold ship and they're like a foot by a foot. I mean, they're huge. Um, so you'd yeah. push that up and your do you neighbor. still you, you use them to this day? No, so they're oh, far too I, precious. I was imagining you there just sort of with your, you know, like a... No, now I've got my majestic bottle. I've got my majestic bottle of wine that I will pass up and down the table. Okay, good. Not quite so exciting. Um, but no, so these are exquisite. <laughs> How are you there with your fruit and fibre in the morning, just <laughs> scooting it down so to We're also mates. not going to eat in a dining room that size. Freezing cold, but it's amazing. Yes. And it's all untouched. But not even, not even for Christmas? or like yeah, a, so a Christmas, 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 you like do Christmas, that. Christmas yeah, dinner, of course. Yes. Come on, yeah. Next, we have a remarkable living room for its time chosen by the fifth duke to be a relaxing area where guests could have breakfast, play billiards or make love. Make music. Sorry. Make music. It sounds a bit cowboy for me, but you have a saloon. A saloon. I think it's a salon. Salon. It's uh-huh. it's a French word. Do you remember we're all pretending to be French in those days. We're all terribly yeah. impressed by the French. Even the house yeah. is vaguely designed on like Versailles. And, and that would have been the sort of big drawing room so it's got all the family portraits so you can trace the dukes 
you know, up until the present day, around the walls. That's very nice. And it's also quite, quite a famous piano. It has a famous piano. So it has. So Margvarg, the step grandmother, the scandalous step grandmother, she yeah. had. She was like an it girl of her day. So she had loads of really famous friends that would come and stay. So she had Errol Flynn and Douglas Fairbanks Jr. and all sorts of amazing, amazing people would come and stay. Um, and then Lerner and Lowe, who wrote My Fair Lady, came to stay, and they wrote some of my fair lady on the piano that's in the saloon. That's incredible. It is, isn't it? So I have a picture of Audrey Hepburn on the saloon, but only purely I bought it on the internet because that reminds everyone. Yeah, absolutely, yes. yeah. So there you have it. Inverary Castle, a spacious green castle suitable for a clan or a modern family. It is a bit of a run to the shops, but there's parking on site. So that's the castle. But what about the people who lived there? So the Campbells arrived in our part of Scotland in the 1200s. Mm-hmm. How many clans are kicking around, do you know, about this time? No I, idea. I literally, Not I'm, a clue. I'm literally basing all of my clan knowledge off the, uh, the computer game Clash of Clans. Brilliant. That's totally different. Yeah, completely yeah. different, I imagine. I can tell you. I've never played Clash of Clans, but I've seen it played. But I am imagining it's groups, small groups of people running around the Highlands. Yes, and remember, because a clan, you weren't necessarily from the same family. People from other families would then join your clan. Mm-hmm. So you want to be on the winning side. So, you know, if the Campbells are looking good that day, then lots of other people join. So there's like 30 different names, probably more, that are part of Clan Campbell. Right, okay. And the Campbells are really good at killing people and taking over. Well, the Campbells have been, because they're such a big family, big clan, they've, they've been quite forerunners in loads of things. So they were Robert the Bruce's sidekick. So that's why mm-hmm. he then became, you know, pretty famous, because he was Robert the Bruce who was busy winning Scotland. Uh, so he was Robert the is Bruce's it, uh, brother-in-law. Is, is this in the 12th century, 1100s? Is that right? Somewhere yeah. It's, 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 it's far, right? It's far it's back. It's far back. And so there's all these sort wow. of different pockets in history. And then we married into the royal family. And so all these things through history, you know, you've got great highs and you've got lows. But yeah. there are 14 million Campbells out there. So it's... 14 million? Yes. So the first Campbell had a crooked mouth. So Campbell means crooked mouth. Um, there you really? are. There's a, Fun fact, uh, and and that so head daddy Campbell crooked had a crooked mouth. mouth apparently, or maybe he was a bit sly. So according to the history books, so oh, who knows? I see, like a wry grin. But yes, I don't know. But uh-huh. that's Campbell means crooked mouth. Wow. Yeah. And what was his first name? Uh, I think he was Neil. Neil. There's quite. There's not many names that go through Campbell time. So Neil, Colin, Ian, and Archie are the sort of most. They're the ones. They're the four. They're the four, four on rotation. Yes, yes, pretty much. If you look through all the family pictures, and Ian and John is the same name. One's just a Scottish version. What was your son's name again? Ar- Archie. Oh yeah. So yeah. yeah, you've carried on the tradition. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a nice name. Don't deviate. <laughs> we all know how to spell it. It's a plus. Yes, exactly. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 
24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Who are your favourite Campbells over the years? There was one called Princess Louise, so she was Queen Victoria's fourth daughter, and she married into the family, um, and she was very bright. She was a sculptor. So if you go to Kensington Palace, that amazing um, sculpture of Queen Victoria mm-hmm. that's right by the front door, that's done by Princess Louise. And she was married to the Marquis of Lorne, who then became the Ninth Duke, and they didn't have any children, so there was lots of rumours that he was uh, leaping out of the windows of Kensington Palace to find guardsmen. But, I mean, to be honest, it's it's a rumour and there's no fact at all. But I think the fact they didn't have children... Oh, so you... Because basically in the olden times, if you didn't have any children, you were automatically I think homosexual. That, yes, I think that's how it worked, wasn't it? There, yeah. And she'd actually had a very bad sledging accident. He was the Governor-General of Canada and she really nearly died in it. Um, this, so is I the, think, this is the original skiing, skiing I, well, problem. Yeah, so I think that's how you got through Canada in those days, didn't you? So yeah. uh, it was a very bad sledging accident. Her ear was ripped off. So apparently every picture, she's only got one ear. She oh, she Van Gogh herself. Yes, exactly. Um, but she didn't have children, whether it's because of the accident or she couldn't or he was gay and didn't want... Uh, who knows, who knows? So, But there is lots of, you know, talk that the windows were bricked up on Kensington Palace so he couldn't leap so out couldn't into the night going... to find the soldiers. <laughs> They had to break up the mean, windows and stop him rogering the guards. But I think, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty coloured-in picture, isn't it, to be honest? <laughs> we don't mind a coloured-in picture, I though. We want that. I think two and two make seven in this case, doesn't it? <laughs> but, no, I, I, think it's, I think it's completely exactly how it happened. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> when you're a time traveller, you'll be able to find out. <laughs> Whilst it is my life's ambition to become a time traveller, I'm not sure I'd want to go back to the 12th century and become another notch on a Campbell's bayonet. I'd much rather go back to save the clock tower, steal the sports almanac and snog my mum. Mind you, that does come with its own problems. Moving on. So I've heard of a story about a child having their finger bitten off due to a kidnapping. So you've got the first Earl of Argyle, so we're right back 1400s-ish. Right. Um, And I don't quite know what's going on, but I think they're all busy killing each other. And there's obviously a deal that's gone wrong. And so the daughter gets kidnapped and the nursemaid bites her finger off, so when she gets found again, then she's easily recognisable. Which sounds a bit extreme. But sort of clever in a way. But sort of clever in a way, isn't it? And I guess uh, I don't want to think about biting off children's fingers because that's really gross. But um, um, but I guess that is quite clever because if you're not going to find your child for 20 years, you're not going to know what they look like and you didn't have DNA in those days and you didn't have all that. So I'd have much preferred a toe than a finger. Well, her heart playing was probably finished, wasn't yeah. it? But, um, but she was but still she was found. Football. She was fa- <laughs> <laughs> Not sure they had football then. I don't know when football they did. started. Didn't, didn't they used to play it with like, people's heads and stuff? Pig's bladders, I think it Pig's was. Pig's bladders. Actually. Uh, but you never know. Um, I think, yes, yeah, so I, it was clever and it's quite, I mean, it's a story that's going to travel through time, isn't it? Because it's so Absolutely. bizarre. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. John Campbell's nicked this child this child with the bitten finger off. And um, the rescue party is sent. They never actually get him, though, and he then runs away and ends up raising this child as his own. I mean, I really don't know. I wasn't there. But um, the corridors <laughs> no, and the, mean, the, the, the police aren't going to come in and, and arrest you. But from what I understand, the corridors and the Campbells, they're, they're all Campbells anyway. So the Argyles yeah. and the corridors. So they're, they're all related anyway. So I imagine, you know, ending up marrying one of your kinsmen from a similar sort of background is... Probably inevitable anyway, isn't it? But right. I think it's like a planned marriage, but it's obviously done with a lot more gruesome additions um, with lots of murder in between and kidnapping and bitten fingers. Um, but we are in the 1400s, so I think... 
Is that, so I it's think fine. That, it's yeah. not fine, is it? But I think it was more <laughs> acceptable or more... It just happened, I think, like that. It just happened, yeah, exactly. It sounds more like Stockholm Syndrome than an arranged marriage to me, but sure thing, things were different in the 1400s. Definitely. And if biting children's fingers off isn't bloody enough for you, let's skip ahead a couple of hundred years. Hey, I am a time traveller. Let's talk about the massacre that happened in 1692. Uh, The Campbells were involved in... It's one of the biggest, most controversial events in Scottish history... 38 McDonald clambing massacres. Yes, yeah, so remember we're in the we're in the 1600s. So we're busy um we've got all the different religions, Protestant Catholic, Protestant Catholic. So we the Campbells have taken the side of the royal family because mm-hmm. we're Protestant that That's day. True. Yeah. Um so we're on the side of the royal family and the McDonald's are the Catholic ones. So they were then meant to be signing this allegiance. Um and there was as far as I understood there was like a time that they had to sign it by. And they didn't. So I think we go and stay with the McDonald's and then they didn't sign. What I understood was they didn't sign the piece of paper by the time they were meant to. So then we were ordered to to murder them. And I mean, no one knows before. There's obviously loads of sides to it. And it's still now, um, there's still like a McDonald Campbell um, friction. We, you know, we also murdered so many Sinclairs apparently one time that we put all their bodies in the river and crossed the river without getting our feet wet. I mean, those days were, were completely different yeah, from wow. they are now, isn't it? And how 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 do you know how they killed them? Did they sort of um, oh I think they sneak butchered in, them yeah yeah no, I but, don't I, mean, I don't know if it was that sneaky actually I think it was literally like you didn't sign the piece of paper so oh, they were rocked up and went right but I think they were you know they were barbaric by our terms weren't they I think in those days you just went and hacked your neighbour to pieces because you wanted his land or you wanted his sheep or or I mean it's it's not forgivable at all by our standards no. but I think it was quite common then wasn't it and then there, there came a phrase when there was sort of uh, no drunks, no Irish, no Campbells is what that yes. became the, the phrase. Exactly. So even now there's a sort of Campbell, McDonald, Cam McDonald thing. Um, but I think it gets coloured in more now, probably for the tourists that are coming in. But the McDonald's and the Campbells are now quite good friends. And my middle son's best friend is is a McDonald's from his grandpa's like clan chief. And they're really, yeah. really good friends. So so hopefully, you know. That's good. For times now. have moved on. For now. For now. I mean, they're more like to be playing Clash of Clans on the little screens, isn't it, than, than, you know, swinging weapons around and massacring people. Yeah, I guess that definitely is a good thing. I just can't help but feel disappointed. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right rug flooring. Call me old-fashioned, but kids playing Clash of Clans on their phones just doesn't have the same kind of jeopardy. Still, 
At least they're not being forced to marry each other, I suppose. Hey, speaking of weddings, I'm going to a Scottish wedding soon, actually, Excellent. in the Highlands. Which is exciting, because yeah. Scottish weddings are brilliant. Awesome, yeah. I got asked by a lot of my friends whether or not I'd be wearing a kilt. Now, Are you a Scot? I'm an Englishman, so... Then I think I wouldn't bother. It's the worst, worst idea in the world, I think right? that would be wrong, yes. I, you could ask... You could make friends with a clan chief and do some great works for him, and then he might give you the power to wear his tartan. But I think to put on a kilt... Is your husband... Can I have his number? <laughs> you've got to do a hell of a lot before now in the wedding to, to get that right, I'm afraid. Yeah, and I wouldn't... I don't, know, I don't know what I could offer. I think it'd be a bit weird if I went to a wedding in a sorrow. So I don't know. I don't so, know how... No, I agree. I think it's... Uh, it, it, it's mad, especially sort of the... Although the, they're very pretty, aren't they, Tartan? So people always want to... Like at university, there are all sorts of people with very tenuous claims to Scotland who suddenly would appear in, mm. like, Tartan trues. Yes, no, I agree. And, yeah. But people are always jealous. The Scots, you see, cause a bit of jealousy. When you go to a wedding, I don't know, or walk down the street and someone's in a kilt, like someone's bagpiping, they're, you know, people are magnets towards them. My middle son's a bagpiper. He plays in Trafalgar Square. You know, it, it causes crowds. <laughs> that That's sounds great. like a re- remix to my old man, the Dunsman. <laughs> My middle son's a bagpiper. He plays in Leicester Square. (laughs) Incredible. Oh, man, that's going to be in my head all day now. Next up on the tour, Eleanor's coat of arms on the wall. So our coat of arms has got two galleys of lawn, which are like Viking ships. Um, It's got uh, two lions holding the big coat of arms. It's got at the back of it um, a big red and gold stick because my husband is the hereditary master of the household in Scotland, so basically used to look after the royal family right. in Scotland. So if any monarch comes to Scotland, he gets to carry this special stick that we also have in a showcase. Lovely stick. Um, and then we have our motto is Niobla Viscaris, which means do not forget. Oh, do not forget. That's nice. I guess it means they remember the important things in life, like friendship and family. So basically us Campbells don't cross us because we will hold a grudge and we'll come and get you sometime. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. Coming at it from a different angle there, I suppose. That's fine. I might just shoot off in that case before I accidentally cross anyone. Thanks for listening to this episode. We'll be back in Inverary later down the line to hear about the Dirty Duchess. Until then, don't forget, put tassels on your halberts, cross the river on the backs of your dead enemies, and mind your manors. Thanks for listening to Bad Manners. If you like the pod, please share it with your friends. Rate it on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a review and make sure you spill the tea on any of your favourite bad manners that we could feature in future episodes. This podcast was produced by Atomize Studios for iHeartRadio. It was hosted by me, Tom Horton. It was produced by Willa Malensky, Rebecca Rappaport, and Chris Attaway. It was executive produced by Faye Stewart and Zad Rogers. Our production manager is Caitlin Paramore, and our production coordinator is Bella Cellini. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.